Guys, welcome back to another episode of Work Play Obsession, Life and Jiu-Jitsu. Thank you for tuning in or downloading this podcast, however you get access. This week, I'm excited to have a great interview with Ken Brown from Second Gear Jiu-Jitsu in Laurel, Maryland. We discuss some uh, upcoming events in the area, some philosophies, some pathways, some concepts, and uh, some of the ideas that he has going forward. So great interview today. Excited to get into that. But before I do, guys, I wanted to uh, refresh you uh, on my corporate affiliates, Fujisports.com and Trap BJJ. Um, always there for you guys over at Trap BJJ Elite Video Instruction, where you're in control. You can watch the full training library on any device, anywhere, anytime, Android, uh, iTunes, Apple phones. We have support for all guys. So constantly update the site with newest takedowns, submissions, and counters weekly. World class instruction from top black belts from all around the world. That's trapbjj.com. Use our code WPL50, WPL50 for 50% off your first 12 months of subscription, guys. Awesome, awesome app to have on your phone. Great access to great training right at your, t- uh, at your fingertips. Fujisports.com, okay, Fuji, Geese, and Gears achieve excellence, guys. So you got uh, BJJ gear, MMA, Judo, Karate, big one, right? New, new BJJ competition kimonos uh, just released. And then also they have a full shop of IBJJF approved uh, kimonos for wear. Big thing for us because DC opens coming up September 9th. We're going to talk about that during the show. If you need an IBJJF approved uh, gi, head over to fujisports.com. Use our code WPO15, WPO15 for 15% off uh, your purchase there, guys. Uh, two great opportunities. And my, like I said, my corporate affiliates, my, my friends, associates going forward. So head on over to those websites and, and, and take care of yourself with some great training and some great gear. Awesome, guys. So this past weekend, Grappling Industries in uh, D.C., Maryland, great event. I heard a lot of great competition, really well-run event. So we're growing in the DMV, constantly heading forward all heading towards that big September 9th throwdown, IBJJF uh, DC, first event here, guys. So even if you're, you're, you're not planning to compete, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your teammates, come on out to the, to the event and support. Come watch, come cheer, come feel the vibe, come feel what's going on in DC and, and, and be a part of this uh, inaugural event because going forward, it's, it's just going to blow up, guys. So here's the opportunity to be, some, be a part of something great as we hit the floor running. Hit us up on Facebook, uh, Workplay Obsession Life in Jiu-Jitsu, Instagram, Workplay Obsession, or shoot me an email, guys, if you want to talk about anything jiu-jitsu or if you want to try to schedule someone on the podcast or if you know someone out there that's really great that you guys think I should get a hold of, just hit me up. That's workplayobsessionbjj at gmail.com. I, I usually respond within an hour or two. I'm always on my phone, always on my iPad. Send me an email. Even if you just want to say, hey, your show's terrible, uh, get, get some new guy or, or just shut it down, let me know. All right, guys. Thanks for dialing in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu. I'm on site at Second Gear Jiu-Jitsu in Laurel, Maryland, and I'm privileged today to have Ken Brown, owner and head instructor of Second Gear Jiu-Jitsu, here as my special guest slash co-host. Um, to begin with, congratulations on the school. Uh, welcome. Thank you for coming back. Um, you guys are about, what, three months now, three or four months? Yeah. And thanks for coming out. Oh, no, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Before we get into it, guys, great training today. Uh, way more than I expected. I will tell you, I did not come prepared, and I am leaving here in search of uh, some rest and relaxation. Yeah. <laughs> but great time, great training, and thank you. Thank you for having me out. Nice. Um, one thing I would like to say is, like, um, you mentioned I was an owner. Like, 
I have partners in this business. Okay. I, I want to give them a shout out. Like, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Craig Ubeck and Noel Smith. You know, both you know do a lot to like uh, did a lot to make this vision become a reality. Mm -hmm. And um, I couldn't have done it alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, we still can't do it alone. So it, it's funny because I guess in boxing you say you beat me to the punch. You beat you beat me to the takedown uh, on this one because I was going to ask you. Um, a lot of people at some point in their in their journey say, "Hey, I'm going to open a school." Yeah. Or I want to reach out to more people. Um, when did that become a goal of yours, and what was the turning point that said, okay, let's turn this, this vision into action? I wanted to, like, um, two years ago, I decided to go full-time. Mm -hmm. Before that point, I was uh, IT, like, I, okay. you, know, you know, fixing computers, doing a lot of technical things, you know, a lot of field service, a lot of in-house projects. Um, I enjoy it. Like, I, I'm, I'm naturally inclined to, for to that kind of troubleshooting. Like, I like troubleshooting in general. Um, but like, it was also around that point when I got, you know, I got the, well, it was, I was a year into my, my black belt. Okay. Right? And I was looking like, man, I, I was starting to like, I was in the process, like that year after I got my black belt, I was in the process of devoting more and more time to career. Mm -hmm. And it was having an effect on me in the sense that like even though I was having success in the career, physically I was starting to degrade, okay. like downgrade. So like um, I would say the year after I got my black belt, uh, my weight shot up to like 250. And I'm, I'm very uh, focused on momentum. Yep. So when I'm inside my momentum, like it's not so, like I look at the direction things are going and if it's going in a direction that I don't like, I start find, looking, thinking about ways to address the right, problem. Right. So, like, as my you know my health or my fitness was going in a certain direction, I was like, man, I don't like where this is going, and I had to reassess my priorities. And what I decided is that I wanted to I wanted to try now to focus full-time on jiu-jitsu because I love it mm -hmm. and I, I understood the, the kind of the process of taking it from a hobby to a career and I understood that it would be hard but I, I, I was kind of excited by the prospect of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was also looking at my age and like <laughs> why not do it now right. why That's I can't, a factor. you know right. while I don't have as many burdens on my on my life as far as responsibility and family right. and stuff like that now is the time to pursue it, you know, rather, rather than like wait and regret. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, we often hear uh, the 80% 80, 80 solution is, uh, is often better than the 100% solution because yeah. the guy that, that's waiting to get to 100% will never get there. Yeah. The guy at 80%, he'll try, he'll possibly fail, but he'll learn from those failures and then uh, improve upon that. So what is, your, what is your biggest takeaway for someone who's potentially riding that fence right now? Um, it's mainly a personal decision because you have to look at it as it's not just a technical piece of it. Like, you, in jiu-jitsu, you're always striving to become better at what you do. Right. Right? But you have to take that same mindset and apply it to everywhere else because, like, just knowing how to apply technique in the room, in mm -hmm. the mat, on the mat, is not enough to, to be business, like, to have success on business. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, a, like you have to constantly study marketing, sales, service, 
and that's what I'm doing. Like I try to, I try to devote some of my time every day to those those other aspects of mm-hmm. the business side. Mm-hmm. You know, and like it's just been progressing over the last two years. I, f- I feel like I've I've never uh, I've never like really stopped moving forward mm-hmm. once I made the decision. Yep. But it's not it, it's not something that happened like overnight. So let's talk. Uh, you just hit on marketing, advertising. I'll throw in their rela- relationships. Um, jiu-jitsu is very traditionally has been known as very um, let's say standoffish between academies how important do you think it is has been your relationships because everyone a lot of people know you and they know you as a, a likable guy a personable guy a guy that's very knowledgeable how significant is that because some guys will grow up in one academy their entire time and say hey I don't I don't deal with these other academies yeah. is that is that a significant uh, will that impact you significantly negatively moving forward if you open your own school, do you think? For, for me personally, like I feel like I'm blessed to have a lot of relationships in this area. Right. Right. Um, I've always been open to like everyone mm-hmm. because I look at it like this. If you train jujitsu, if you're, you, you like this art, you like, you enjoy being on the mat, we already have a kinship. Mm-hmm. Like we're already connected. So like I don't, and also, I, I feel like sometimes people take rivalries too far, mm-hmm. because truthfully, you're even if you think about like the competition between gyms on the business side, we're not really competing against each other, right? Right? Because the market is so wide. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You're, you're dealing with a world where easily 90 percent don't even know what jujitsu can like. Uh, and it, I, I feel like I'm lowballing. Mm-hmm. I'm lowballing it. There's a a massive amount of people who have no concept of how great jujitsu would no, be I, for I their agree. lives yep. if they took that first step and that second step and that third step and just started like continually walked up the ladder, right? And you're like, if you're thinking about this from a business point of view, you're like, how do I communicate to those people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like, you're not you're not really fighting over the people who already love jujitsu. Like and already love the environment they're they're, they're training in. Yep. Right. It's like, why would I try to compete for your students when there's this massive market out there that that's untapped? Is, yeah. Is completely untapped. Yeah. And they are, we're in a battle with them about the idea that jujitsu is great. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're they're devoting their time to other activities. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Let me switch switch gears on you a little bit. Let's talk, ah, interesting lead in, no pun intended, but let's talk second gear yeah. jiu-jitsu. Uh, origin yeah. and background of the name. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty much like it was uh, some ways a whim. Like I chose a name. Mm-hmm. I love the patch, by the way. I yeah, think yeah. I think the colors are great. I think the, the, the man, the, the, yeah. the actual design, everything. I think it's great. The, the actual the, the logo is a, a nod to the same source of the, the name. So... I'll admit this, like I, you know, I watch anime. Uh-huh. You know, I watch anime. I'm, um, well, I come from a nerdy background. You, know, <laughs> well, you said you're IT, so we I just put the, we put the, yeah, we put the two together. Yeah, I like it. So <laughs> like, um, when I was thinking about the idea, I was thinking about the fact that like one of my desires is to always take the art to another level, mm-hmm. like progress it, not just like try to learn what's out there, but also try to understand the the intricacies of it and try to take the understanding to another level, you know, improve upon what we've been given, right? 
And so second gear represents that second level in the process of going up to the third and the fourth and the fifth. So it's just the first step in the process of taking things to a whole nother nice. level. Nice. And as far as the anime references, it's uh, One Piece, Luffy. Luffy has a power up where um, he goes second gear and then he goes third and fourth mm -hmm. and whatever. Mm -hmm. But for me, second gear was just the, the beginning of the process. Yeah. Right? Because if I, if I think about my role as an instructor, my, my role is to open or expand my students' vision of what's possible, mm -hmm. right? Now, I give them access to my knowledge, my experience, and my perspective, but I don't expect them to copy me. Mm -hmm. I expect them to take what, I, what they learn from me and build upon it right. and take it to another level past where I take them. So, like, I'm just, like, second gear for me is the start of the process mm -hmm. of evolution. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm trying to encourage and inspire students to take it to the level after that. Nice, that's, level that's deep, that. that's deep, that's nice. Let me ask you, I read an article, uh, Heavyweight BJJ, I believe it was an article you did. I don't remember uh, how, how long ago it was. Yeah. But it Mike said Monster. one of your goals, it said, Mark, was, was to reach 1,000 people. Or say if you, if you impacted 1,000 people, uh, you would be satisfied with that. So something on those lines. Yeah. I can tell you right now, you've reached over a thousand people right now. Oh. I mean, way more than that, in a positive way. I don't know how many in a negative way. So we <laughs> we could probably throw some on there as well. Okay. But you've reached that already. So what what's your next level? Um, what what's so, your focus right now? You know, like a few years ago, I I, you know, I have a I have a couple of journals, and I lost one of them. But in that one I lost, I had uh, I had written down like a 101 goals for mm -hmm. life. Um, I have to re I have to redo it. But one of my goals related to Jitsu was I wanted to produce from you know produce fifty legit black belts in my lifetime. Nice. Um, I would consider that to be a major contribution to the art. You know? What is your? Let me let me interrupt you for a second. What is your? What is your qualifier for legit? You're talking impacting their lives. We're talking medals. We're talking opening a successful affiliate. What no, is your so criteria for it? Legit a is someone who has invested a large amount of time into mastering his art, developing his own style and perspective on his art, and who is willing and able to contribute to the next generation. Yeah. And absolutely, that was a loaded question, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, want, I want people to hear that it's more than uh, wearing a medal from a tournament, that the vision, the vision is, is bigger than yeah, that. Yeah, because like, the thing is, I like competition. Mm -hmm. Personally, I love competition. Competition is something I've been doing, I did from the beginning. Like three months into training, um, like officially, I competed. And I've been competing through all the belt ranks and like traveling to compete. I think it was very beneficial for me. Absolutely. As far as like keeping me focused on improvement, keeping me passionate about training, and also giving me a, always maintaining a sense of the world. Mm -hmm. Right, so I never got tunnel vision about the experience in the room. Now, some people are not inclined to compete. They don't. They don't have the same passion for it. And I wouldn't like. I, I never. I don't feel like you have to take that path. I just think it's beneficial if you're mm -hmm. inclined to it. Mm -hmm. I don't. But I, I still think there's so many different ways to take the art. Mm -hmm. Like that's what makes it so great is that you can kind of express what's unique about you through the art. Mm -hmm. 
So no, I that's how every, I look at every, it. everyone has their own has their own journey, right? Yeah. That's why I tell everyone, hey, it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's a and there's ups downs. There's you're going to experiment, you're going to try, you're going to fail, you're going to uh, succeed at, at times, and, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You know? And and one of the good points you brought out is, I you your your point that you don't want people to necessarily copy your style. You want them to f to find themselves, so to yeah. speak, and develop their style. I think that's excellent. I think um, those are all key points. Let's talk about projects, uh, workshops. I know you have BJJ Canvas, correct? Is that you're still running? You still have that going? Yeah, I mean, I still run it. Like, um, I know you did some workshops last week. What other projects do you have going on uh, that people can get access to? I always have my courses out there. Mm -hmm. You know, my half guard, my side control escape. I have one of my one of the major projects for me is to, to find time to start adding to those courses and creating new ones. Mm -hmm. And like I have, like I have a lot of video projects to do, like and you know, improvement to do for the courses because like the way I run my courses is a little different than most instructionals. Mm -hmm. It's not like I, I sat down and taped them all one day and then like I never touched it again. Mm -hmm. I, I constantly go back and evaluate them, and then you know, add lessons or you know, revise lessons because like this, man, nothing static. Mm -hmm. Like my own perspective on certain techniques changes. Like I, you know, I might may run into like different variables that I, I had realized that I didn't address in the instruction, or maybe I, I, I had some new offense or some new like escapes or anything. It's like, and I always want, I always want the. I always want the, my courses to be like my best representation of mm -hmm. my knowledge. Mm -hmm. So like that's that's the major project for me. I want like I just finished up. Um, I just came back from a seminar in Ocean City at Affinity Martial Arts okay. this week. I did. I did see that on Facebook. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Like I, I kind of broke down my um, a lot of my 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 uh, <laughs> my half guard offense as far as like submissions. Mm -hmm. I actually called it death by half guard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because like I, I told him like all my a lot of my setups for the loop choke and like baseball back choke, Godori choke, uh, knee bar, you know, and then went into deep half a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I I got some good feedback on it. Yeah, no, it looked it looked interesting. Let's talk uh, competition coming up, right? So we're, we we discussed a little bit today. Ten weeks out to to DC. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you? What are your goals? Actually, let's talk about your your approach. Ten weeks out to a major competition, not only for yourself but for your team. Well, one thing that's different this time is like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to build up a team for it, mm -hmm. as opposed to just worrying about my own preparation. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say, maybe like 16 weeks out, like when I found out about it, I started these Sunday track mm -hmm. uh, practice training uh, sessions, and I've been just kind of like constantly like uh, reminding people that the time is moving forward and now is the time to make a major leap in your skill set. So preparation is just, man, a lot of drilling, you know, a lot of drilling, a lot of focus, you know, kind of like giving them like mindset lessons about like, you know, you can accomplish it if you want, mm -hmm. if you prepare for it. Because like one of my, my major like philosophical points is about competition is that you don't control it, you know, like you don't deserve to win. Mm -hmm. But there are factors that you do control, and if you do your best in the fact the in the areas that you can control, the result will be the result that you could be you'll be proud no matter what. Absolutely, right? That's a great way. That's a great way to put now, it. Now, the things you control are your preparation. Like if if you don't prepare right, no one can be blamed but you. Mm -hmm. Your mindset. If you don't, you know, 
keep your mind strong and keep your focus strong, no one can be blamed but you mm -hmm. and your skill set. If you don't, you know, come in to practice every day with the intention to improve and like really focus on like making adjustments in your technique and troubleshooting yourself, no one can be blamed but you if you make a mistake in your, your AJ. Yeah. Right? That's, so that's these powerful. are these are three things you have to yeah. focus on. If you're you like if you're you 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 smash these three things mm -hmm. and you still lose, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's the only thing you control. What's what's the uh, I'm trying to throw this out there as like a softball. What's the what's the shortest you can compress that timeline to? Honestly, what do you like? Oh, you mean talk like weeks of preparation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, it depends on like. It depends. Yeah. That's the best way to say it because. Yeah. Like, if you're, you've been training like all the time, you, you keep your mind strong, you, mm -hmm. you keep your body healthy, like you can jump into a tournament tomorrow. Yeah. But if you're like not training, you know, eating junk, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, it's gonna take longer. Yeah, I ask that because a lot of times you hear people say, ah, I need more time to repair. Yeah. Or, you know, I haven't been training for, you know, Ten weeks. I need more time. It depends, yeah. and like it depends on the person too, because like sometimes you, you can take a break and then just come back and you're still sharp. Yeah. Like if, um, I'll tell you a story. Like uh, there was someone I know. He's actually um, crazy a black belt, and like he, you know, he had a work schedule where he didn't, he wasn't able to train mm -hmm. much. Malcolm, you know, and but like. Man, when he showed up, he was still a hard role. Right. Because one thing he used to do is like he would think about the art. Mm -hmm. Like when he was driving, when he was on about, like he was he was he was theorizing about what's possible. It was in his mind. So like he was he was still sharp when he came back. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you're thinking about it, like if you're doing you know mental reps, man, it's a little harder to lose your your edge, mm -hmm. as opposed to if you like you're out there partying and you know thinking about everything but jujitsu. And then you come back. So. No, that's a great. That's a great point. Got to stay sharp. I like like you. I like what you said. The, the mental aspect of it. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. So while uh, ten weeks out, we're moving forward. I think. Uh, I think this. The the DMV is going to do very well with representation. I think. I think this area is a tough area. Yeah, yeah we got man, some great competitors here. Like we've been, we've been. Uh, we've had we haven't really had the opportunity to shine well because we've had to travel mm -hmm. and travel takes it out of you like not only financially but also like it could wear you down if you're like you know you jump off a flight and then you have to compete right after mm -hmm. you know so um this is our, like the first opportunity where we'll probably be able to jump in the car that morning and just drive to the venue yeah so it'll be fun that's why i'm definitely pushing people to go not doesn't even matter if they compete Right. Yeah. I just want them to see it. Yeah. I want to, I want them to see what that level looks like because yeah. I know a lot of people have never seen an IBJF tournament. Yeah. They don't know what it. They don't know what it's like. They don't see. They don't understand how different it is as far as like how they run and the feel of it than you know a local tournament. Right. So. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I, I've been pushing it every time I've had the opportunity. I think we put on a good showing, and then we make them. We force them to come back yeah. and make this. Make this. Uh, no, a, a year regular, thing. A yeah, regular. regular occurrence, and they're they're here. 
you know. Yeah, if the goal is to get it to like New York, or New York has like four tournaments a year or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably right. more they do than four, that because yeah. they do like they do like two, like they do one in spring, they do one in summer, they do something in winter. <laughs> they have gi, no gi. They have no gi, uh, uh, pan. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, they they get all kinds of events, and it's like it's really annoying because that trip is it's not far, but it's not close. And most of the people there are tra are traveling. We we get a lot of people from this area that are that end up there. Yeah, you know. As many people that could travel here if they wanted to from, you know, that Pennsylvania or wherever they're coming from, right, you know, right. New Jersey. So very nice. Before we wrap up, do you have any other any other points, any other uh, tidbits of wisdom? I mean, look, that's a, a super open because, like, I mean, I, I have a lot. I, I tend to think about it a lot. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know if I wanted to throw something out like randomly. <laughs> I, I throw I throw a lot out randomly on my newsletter. Yeah, you know? that's right. Where 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 can uh, the audience find your newsletter? Um, it's always you know it's best to go to bjcanvas.com, bjjcanvas.com. Mm -hmm. I know I have like a I have an opt-in little widget on there, um, and you can always find me on Facebook, Kenneth Brown. I have so options on there. Yeah, I, I highly recommend um, that you do that. Um, I think uh, something I read earlier today said, uh, what did it say? It said, solid conceptually and fundamentally. I'm reading this part now. It's special skill and linking techniques and creating paths. Oh, that's from the article from Heavyweight? It, yeah, and there was another one too that said probably the most cerebral black belt uh, uh, training today. Or something Man, he, he was just, he was just stroking my <laughs> no, but this ego. is more than one. He's like one stroking <laughs> my ego, like all leveling. Like. This is more than one article, though. This is this is I yeah. found this in a few in a few locations. So, um, and honestly, I, I'm not. I wouldn't counter that counter that assessment. Mm -hmm. I tell you, I, there's so many things that we that we pick up that are that are mental and that are conceptual yeah. and that are um, a lot of times people when they when they train they think go 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 yeah. go 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 and they're missing a lot of the, the details that you're, you don't have to be moving at 100 miles an hour to set up what's next. And I think I learned a lot of that from, from training with you. Yeah, I, I definitely, I agree with the, the whole idea that principles are ridiculously strong if you really pursue them. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to compare myself to anyone, so I'm not gonna say I'm the best <laughs> or anything, because there's always someone better. Right. Um, it's better to focus on being unique. And like focus on what you're your passion and what you're focused on. Now, my my one of my my rules, you know, as far as like personal rules or um, principles, is that mindset is often more important than skill set. Like if my mind's right, I could perform with a, a lower skill set and do extremely well. Absolutely. But if my like my mind's just corrupt or distorted or damaged or you know somehow compromised. Like it doesn't matter how much skill I have, it's not going to click for me. Wow. Like it's not going to work for me. So like I, I'm very big on like trying to keep my sure my mind is in the right place at all times. And I'm also like very strong on like trying to understand the principle of things as far as like the technical side. Like um, I want to understand why things work because. This is, I guess, this is one of my, my philosophies. It's a random thing for you, mm -hmm. but I, I look at technique as saying, like, when you learn a technique, your 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 responsibility is to first understand what is occurring, like what what is being achieved with this technique, and then the second is why does it work? Right. Like, what 
what specific aspects of this is making it work mm -hmm. and what can I take from that understanding and apply it elsewhere? Absolutely. That's right? a very that's a very good point. So like because I also like have this I, this whole I guess belief that I want to create as many one-to-many relationships in my learning as possible. So like when I say that it's mm -hmm. like instead of learning like focusing on learning one technique I want to learn 10 techniques at once right because I learned a crucial movement or a crucial concept so I take that one aspect of the technique that is a very significant building block of the technique mm -hmm. and I understand it I like, try to understand it deeply enough that I can take it and apply it elsewhere not only just like applying it for a creativity purpose of creating new techniques but also applying it in a sense of making sense of new techniques that I, I'm exposed to, mm -hmm. right? So because if I, if I say, I look at, if I, I go in a room and someone's teaching and they're teaching a technique I've never seen before, if I think about it, like there's probably some porta, some portion of that technique, some aspect of that technique that I've already that been exposed to. Yes, absolutely. Like mm -hmm. that I already understand. And if I, if I start with that, that shared knowledge, that, that piece that I already understand and then build out from it, the new technique becomes a little easier to absorb and remember and, yeah. and utilize. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my approach to it. No, that's yeah. great. I think I've tried to message that multiple yeah. times, not as eloquently or not as <laughs> easy to understand as you just explained yeah. it, um, probably because of our difference in experience. And, and um, it's a very good point for people to understand. Yeah. That's great. Well, I, that's a great note to close on for give some people the something to chew on and to think about, especially when they head into their next uh, iteration of training or when they're beating themselves up over their, their last training session that yeah, they didn't yeah. perform as expected. Man, <laughs> it's so easy to beat yourself up. But like you decide to say, man, this is just part of the process. Yeah. I'm getting better. Yeah, absolutely. That's the key, right? Yeah. If, if, if I, say, I say this all the time, it's like, I, I don't want to be a bi the big fish in a small pond. Yeah. You know, um, uh, because getting beat up on is, is it's a terrible way to put it, but that's part of the learning process. So thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you, you for the, the training. Like I said, great training session today, guys. Um, if you weren't out here, you missed out. Um, great time, great lessons learned, great uh, all around week of preparation for, for DC IBJJF Open, 10 weeks out. Uh, if you're not training already, um, you're behind the power curve. So get out there and get started. Right. Keep grinding, guys. Thank you, Ken. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, guys, that's our show for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, some great, great wisdom in there from Ken Brown. I love having the opportunity to train with him. Um, very, very cerebral, as I like to say, guys. He's, he's always thinking about the concepts, strategy, the mindset of jiu-jitsu, and, and taking jiu-jitsu to that next level, right? Moving on to that second gear. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I enjoyed training that day prior to and then having the ability to sit down and, and, and pick his brain. Um, just a reminder on the way out, guys. Like I said at the beginning of the show, trap BJJ. Use the code WPO50, WPO50 for 50% off your, uh, your first 12 months uh, to the elite black belt level instruction, guys. And then also Fujisports.com for jiu-jitsu, MMA, karate, gear, and apparel. Use our code WPO15, WPO15 for 15% off your total purchase. 
I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I really appreciate the guys I get to train with that I just kind of meet coming in or out the door. Or if I meet somebody at an open mat and they say, hey, I listened to your show. Or hey, I saw some of your photos. Really appreciate it, guys. I appreciate the support. If you haven't done it already, like our page, Workplay Obsession Life and Jiu-Jitsu over on Facebook. Like our Instagram page, Workplay Obsession. Hit us up on Snapchat, Workplay Obsession BJJ. Or send me an email, guys. WorkplayObsessionBJJ at gmail.com. I'm always available for discussion. I love the interaction. Invite me to your gym. Let's make it happen. Let's collaborate. And most of all, keep grinding.